Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Let's talk more about Biff Pogey with somebody that knows a little more about the head coach than we do, including David Tepper. That's Hunter Bailey of the Charlotte Observer. Also, the Charlotte Post writes about the Charlotte Hornets for the Post. You can find him on Twitter at Hunter underscore Bailey 45. Hunter, we appreciate it, man. How are you? Doing good, guys. I'm over here listening to Bill Belichick slander. Like, what's going on? I know. Well, we got Ben Volan. That's what's going on. (laughs) We, We got Ben Volan writing about the possibility of Bill Belichick. Going to the Carolina Panthers being the Panthers' next head coach, which I think all of us disagree with. We do not want that to happen. I actually like what Biff Pogey was able to build at the end of this season. It still was a weird game at the end here, Hunter. We had our highs. We were not without them. We had some good Trexler Ivy performances. We also had the performances where he threw about four or five interceptions. How would you describe the first year with Biff Pogey at the helm here in Charlotte? I think it was a roller coaster, maybe, maybe like the Fury. You know, you're going up a little bit to the top, and then you, you kind of hit the straight down for a little bit. You figure it out. You talk about the one and five start, end up three and nine. You, you talk about some of the highs, that starting the season with a win at home, starting the Biff era with a win, and then getting that ECU victory on the road. Those are some of the highs, and obviously competing with Memphis. Uh, but there were a lot of lows. You talked about five four or five picks a game, it felt like. Uh, a lot of walk-ons, playing a lot of time, a lot of injuries, and that's that kind of – I mean, they're missing 12 starters in the final game of the season. They had offensive linemen playing defense. They had it, – it was one of those years where it's like, okay, obviously this didn't go right, but what can you take from it? I think what you can take from it is that there is some talent on this team. You saw six guys named to the – AAC first, second, and third teams, as well as the honorable mention today. And quite a few of those guys are coming back. So you feel good about what you have. Now it's time to take that next step and get in that portal and, and try and do some numbers. Hunter, you wrote on the Charlotte Observer an article with the headline, Biff Pogey on lessons learned and what's next for the Charlotte 49ers football program. What do you think was the biggest lesson that he learned, at least that he relayed to you? The, the most interesting one, I think, is he said he would not make the same mistake of recruiting so many players from an individual high school like St. Francis. I thought that. Him saying that caught me off guard. I mean, I know that they brought on 28 players from the same high school, and obviously that makes it tough for a culture trying to ingrain something that's already started at St. Francis with about 100 other guys that are coming in from different areas, whether they knew Biff from their time at Michigan you know, recruiting through that process, this and that. But that was the culture dilemma this year was so many folks from one school. And, I mean, when I hear that as a lesson learned, obviously you don't make that mistake again. He's not going to have as many guys from his high school tenure at St. Francis. And I think that he's kind of realizing the importance of we got to recruit Charlotte and we got to keep these guys that are in state, in the state and at the Queen City. And that's, I think that's probably the biggest lesson now is, taking the high school town around here and trying to actually build something with it. Yeah, Hunter, that was going to be my question to you is, do you think that that should be the path going forward? Or is he in a position that because of how this first season went, that he needs to try to, 
yet again win again quickly and hit the transfer portal uh, very hard and let that be the the crux of the guys that he brings in to be able to help them next season. He's talking about the freshman class, I think it's 17 players as it stands. It's uh, decently ranked in the American, but he has talked a lot about the portal. I think they're, they're going to be very active in the portal and whether that's trying to get Charlotte natives back home or whether that's just going for the best talent. He talked a lot about one of the things, the main things he said that also shocked me at the end of the season is that he's not necessarily interested in power five drop downs at this point. He'd rather have players that are coming up from FCS up from smaller schools and have a chance to prove it at Charlotte. And I, I mean, you saw a lot of players with power five drop downs come here and have success. You're talking the Kai Hill green, Demetrius Knight, Dante Balfour, Yavi Oki, just four alone on the defense. And I think if you can get some of those guys on offense, obviously the key position you need as a quarterback and you need some receivers. And then in my opinion, the biggest need on this team, I mean, you can mention quarterback, but it's offensive line. They're, they're replacing four of the five starters on that O line after this season. And again, it's going to be another, how many big bodies can you get in the transfer portal? Because if you want to run this Michigan style offense, where you run the ball down people's throat and then go play action, you've got to have the guys up front. And we saw this year, they did not have that. Are there players that you feel like on the roster right now that are vital for them to keep that they could be in danger of losing to the portal at this point? I think there's really two to three. Uh, I think you worry about Darrell Robinson potentially hitting the portal. You want to keep him in Charlotte. He had some flashes this year, missed most of the season, but was able to preserve a red shirt uh, due to an ankle injury. You look at him, you look at Demetrius Knight. I don't, I think Demetrius Knight will stay put. Uh, he had a career year and is the only first-team all-conference player for the 49ers with 96 tackles. And you look at someone like Donnie Balfour coming from North Carolina and having a career year, tying the school record and pass breakups, having a game-filling interception. Those three guys, those are the three that I'm looking at. Like you got to keep these guys here. They're the staples, two on defense and one on offense right now. Hunter, last thing I want to ask you about is the hiring of legendary Tim Brewster, legendary coach Tim Brewster, excellent recruiter, spent this last season with Colorado. Before that, he was with Dion at Jackson State. Before that, Florida. I mean, he's made a lot of stops at a lot of different places within the last decade even. But what kind of hire do you think this is in bringing Tim Brewster aboard? I think it's huge for Charlotte, man, because if you – I mean, what – all we're talking about is the portal and recruiting and what Charlotte needs talent wise to compete in this conference. And you talked about bringing in like one of the blue chip recruiters that obviously has been around, has connections. I mean, you see the outgoing transfer list from Colorado right now, obviously a lot of talent there. There's the connection right there. I just saw he offered a four-star tight end from Georgia today. If you can start bringing that, that funnel to Charlotte, you feel good. He's going to be, working with the receivers this upcoming year. And that's obviously an area that Charlotte needs to grow on. They need to add some, add some size at wide out some guys, six, three, six, four, that can go up and turn a 50, 50 ball into an 80, 20. Cause after being spoiled for a couple of years with guys like Grant DeBose, Elijah Spencer, Victor Tucker, Charlotte did not have that type of a racer player this year. And they, they need that if they're going to make, make this jump. That's Hunter Bailey from the Charlotte Observer recapping the end of the Charlotte 49er football season. You can follow him on Twitter at Hunter underscore Bailey 45. Hunter, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you down the road. Maybe we can talk some Hornets, Charlotte Hornets. You'll be writing for them for the Charlotte Post, but we appreciate all your time this year. And uh, yeah, man, we'll bring you on sometime soon.
Absolutely. Take it easy, guys.